After all this, you still... I still want that gas, yes. And you had better deliver. Hey everybody, welcome to the 80th episode of Greenhouse Gaslighting. Joining me today is my partner and co-host, Sky. Hello. Um, as part of um, a couple changes we're making here at the Greenhouse, uh, we are bringing on Sky as a full-time uh, co-host and uh, correspondent for a new segment we're calling Page Bitch. That's right. Uh, for this for this segment, we're basically going to stick a mic between the two of us, and we're going to uh, do what what most relationship dynamics seem to look like for Twitter users, which is a man helplessly sitting there <laughs> waiting for his chance to talk while his partner yaks on about celebrity gossip they don't know about. Man, the thing is, is. If I have to see it, you have to see it. If but I, I don't. Ha- I don't see it. But I do, and maybe I don't have to see it. But if I do see it, you need to know because this can't just be in my brain. Like I can't be the only one paying attention. And the problem is, is I don't like talk to people on Twitter. I just like like things and retweet and send things to you. Mm-hmm. So. I need to get it out to someone, um, and this is perfect because you aren't just the wall that is hearing me talk about celebrities that you do not care at all about. And I'm just like, babe, I don't either, but it's drama, and I love being messy. And I love, most importantly, other people's drama. No one wants to really be in drama, but we all want to know about it. And that's basically what this is. I think that's that's a fair analysis. That's the kind that, <laughs> you know, we've come to love and appreciate on the program. And <laughs> frankly, sometimes there's like times we're talking about it actually does make sense. Especially because like you and me were more concerned about the material and power structures that sometimes underlie uh, pop culture and the entertainment industry. And... While it might seem trite or it may seem like we're repeating ourselves, uh, these dynamics are always at play. And we're just, you know, we're doomed to make content, right? Might might as well, you know, keep pointing things out in the way that we do. I promise you we will not turn into the shade room because we have morals and integrity. But that's a whole nother episode. The shade room deep dive. Oh my god! Okay. I like that's like that's like years. Like the people who have said stuff have. It's been. You have to be so detailed because there's so much information with it. So we're not getting into that today. Base basically, instead of making stuff up, we're just going to admit out the gate we don't know what we're talking about. Oh yeah, no. Do not cite us. Do not cite us. That would be. We're we're like anti TMZ. We're late to everything. <laughs> yes, like I I will see this stuff, this shit will like unfold, and then I'm just like, <laughs> like keep it to myself until it's like the best time to like drop this information in a conversation. Like, oh yeah, did you hear? <laughs> Blank is a redacted. I don't know. That's and I would be like, no, I don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> I do not. But this segment was sparked on by something that's uh, t- 
taking the discourse verse by waves. <laughs> and unfortunately, it touches up on things we've talked about on the podcast earlier this year. Um, shouting out um, friend of the show, King Krebs. Uh, we have to shut down Indian diaspora content until we figure <laughs> out what the fuck is going on. What, I, I truly wanted to ask you, like, are y'all okay? I'll, I mean, I... Uh, no, I mean, but the thing is, it's like, I'm the only, like, Indian-American, like, content creator who, like, if they said, Adi, you're producing dog shit, I would be like, you're right. You're <laughs> like, right. Everybody else would be like, no, this is, this is for the culture. This is for, this is for everybody else. And you're like, uh, this was for me. And this this is because like this it, is because then don't listen. <laughs> this, this is because uh, I didn't feel like I was smart, so I thought if I went on the internet and said dialectical a bunch of times, <laughs> I'd be smart. And now I'm actually the dumbest person, <laughs> which is fine. Which is fine. It's not really, but <laughs> yeah, dialectically, it really is you know dialectically <laughs> this is not this, really this it. presents uh, quite a conundrum, so to speak. <laughs> yes, yes, verily. So. Let's let's get right into the our first topic, which is um, this business of Hassan Minaj and his emotional truths. <laughs> uh, can you give us the scoop before we dive into this one? Yes, I will give you. Give me the spark notes. Give yeah, me the... the spark notes, the sky notes. Um, so basically, a reporter sat down and talked to Hassan. So like it's. Hassan Minaj, Just, by the way, former Daily Show contributor. Yes, the Patriot Act. He has two... Stand-ups on Netflix. Yeah, stand-ups on Netflix. He has made a lot of money being like this, like, I'm Indian and I'm Muslim and I talk about politics and other stuff and, like, that's the whole thing of the Patriot Act and, like, sh TV show. And I'm not recommending you see it. Go look at some YouTube clips from somebody else that like just shittily recorded it. But basically he is getting caught up that he has lied about a significant things that have happened in his life that he has used for his stand up, quote unquote stand up or like stories or anything. And again, we understand comedians do get uh the opportunity to take creative licenses when it comes to like jokes and everything but let's talk about some of the things he did um the the antidote that he had about like a racist girl and family like not wanting to take him uh, to the prom and stuff and them being actively racist to his face that was a lie which is the basically the plot of his stand-up on netflix yeah. King. yeah um yes his first stand-up and then he not only did he lie he he didn't dox her but he did a horrible job hiding her identity making it very easy for anybody like there was a blurred picture in the documentary very... and now i'm like they could have reverse image searched that exactly yep um like, she also has an Indian husband, so her Indian husband has been receiving, like, all of this stuff because... It, and not So did saying, he use the guy's real name in the special? No, he didn't. But he didn't use anyone's real names and he used that blurry picture. But that's, that's it. But it, we live in a world where there's a dude who looks at 
a picture for zero two seconds and he can tell you where it's from. Like, it's not hard to find out any of this information, especially if he puts it all out in the world. Everybody knows where he grew up and like, so if you look at the graduation class, if somebody has a yearbook, you can probably like look at it and easily find her and then look at her LinkedIn and find her husband, like all of this stuff. And all of that was based off of a lie. Like they were friends. He asked her to the prom. She said no respectfully. And that was the end of the story. And then he embellished in heavy quotation marks the rest of that. Well, he not just that. Then he tied it to like his dad's heart attack and yeah. like 9-11. Yeah. And, and like it's just it wasn't real. And then he said that he was in a situation where like there was this guy who he did use name, um, who he said was like working for the FBI, undercover for like to infiltrate Moss. Yeah, yeah like, to, like and the thing is, is like the guy actively was like, "Hey, I'm not saying I wasn't like a CIA asset. I'm just saying." I couldn't have been during that time because I was actually in jail. Like, this was before we even had this connection. Like, you, and I was not over, like, you can see me being in jail over here, but you're saying that I was here. Like, you, this is, like, he could easily sue you for libel because you're making up these stories about him. Also, with his, the friend, a friend that rejected him innocently and then, they didn't go to prom together. He also invited her to one of his shows and she was thinking it was like, wow, we are getting to be friends. Like we're like, everything's okay. And then she sees that like set up. That's that quote unquote joke about her. How do you feel? How do you, how am I supposed to feel? So I think we've talked on this before that, Stand-up comedians need to be stopped. Yes. I mean, but that's the thing is, if it was a stand, like, I understand taking liberties, but there's there's a difference between embellishing a little bit so it, the story can flow and fit nice and telling straight up lies and saying this happened to me well and specifically the some of the details he gets into of like <sighs> people getting beaten up because of 9-11 mm-hmm. that didn't happen to him but like happened to other people right and like particularly like stealing one there's this thing of People from a minority background who make it into the middle class, professional class, riding on the backs of people who are doing financially worse than them, Mm -hmm. that gets unaddressed. You know what I mean? It's like, you're from the valley. What oppression. (laughs) But then on the flip side, too, it, it kind of begs the question of like, this guy's comedy was also somewhat subpar. He didn't have, like, a high jokes per minute rate, so what he did was try to mix in this, like, affect of profundity and, like, being socially conscious to, like, make himself, like, look like... how do You gain legitimacy with that. But then to find out that, like, oh, none of this shit actually happened to you. Right. 
which is again there's a lot of people who like can still be persuasive without relying on their trauma so to speak exactly and it'll be like it's one thing to make comedy about trauma when it's your trauma he co-opted that trauma and from other like, people from other-, from other people or like he completely made it up and he knows that like that can happen to people but it didn't happen to anyone around him and it sure as hell didn't happen to him and then even more recently like he lied about his daughter having to be hospitalized for like anthrax possible anthrax poisoning when his daughter wasn't like even in the room when he opened up a letter that had white powder that he also never took to the police like if it could if this and I'm not denying that he has had threats against him because when the Patriot Act was on, like, apparently Netflix got a lot of, like, threats about, like, the show and about him. But, like, to... He literally, like, how it seems is that he got the letter, he saw white powder, he made a joke to his wife about, haha, there's a white powder in here. And she's like, that could have been anthrax. Our kids, like, live here. And then he did nothing about it. And then next special he has, my daughter was hospitalized. Like, you like you guys see how that sounds insane. Like, that's not just like, oh, I went down the street and I saw, like, two babies in a trench coat and everything like that's even if it is absurd like it's just why why would you lie especially about people and i think it's also if i'm getting well once again we live in a society where people make up a guy to get mad at and why not make up a guy to get laugh at and the thing is is I feel like if you, if he wanted to, like, you could be working in some killer fiction, like, storytelling. Right, right. Because, like, it really seems like you want to do fiction, especially because some of your Patriot Act um, fact checkers are, like, suing you because of, like, they felt like you were hostile to them because they were trying to fact check you and not let you just lie because it was their jobs. Um, but it's just, if, to bring it personally, I'm from a, a culture where we don't even like to say, like, in my ho- household at least, you couldn't even say someone was lying. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like, even if somebody was, but like also it's like, don't lie. Like, <laughs> we're not going to say don't lie, but, like, be truthful and have integrity. And if you make this your whole personality, like, this stuff happened to me. Not this well, is the well, stuff that happens to people like me. This happened to me personally. Feel for me. And this is why you're getting Peabody Awards and all of these access to all of these different jobs. It's like lying about having a... <laughs> No, it's like lying 
about going through something tragic for scholarship opportunities and getting those scholarships and taking them away from other people who actually deserve them. And then you become successful and then it's just like tainted on those lies because you're a fucking liar. So I'm going to address that point immediately. But I think, uh, (laughs) no, no, because I have a follow up to that. But there's one line in this story that I think we fail to address, which is, his assessment of his quote-unquote lies as emotional truths. Emotional What was the context for this? It was that even if it didn't happen to him... There's a a turkey outside right now. Oh, my God. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Um, It's like even though it didn't happen to him, it could have happened to him or like it happens to people like him. And it's just like that's... I wouldn't want, like, a suburban black person, especially someone that's not queer, to be like, I know exactly what she's going through, and I can perfectly explain this through comedy. Like, no, you can't. No, you can't. And if you really wanted those voices to be heard, why don't you fund, like, why don't you have a production company that is working to get people like you in those actual situations like stand up opportunities cuz i didn't really see that you do anything like that looks a little me 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 um so the thing i i was thinking of right mm-hmm. is in the context of like where this this starts in my mind you know how like in i don't know if every other country does this but specifically in the united states Every university asks you to do the what I call the trauma essay. Where it's kind of like the culturally liberal version of doing pulling yourself up by the bootstraps. You talk about your emotional and like life circumstances that were hardships and how those like, you know, prevented you from being part of the trend or the norm Mm -hmm. but you're doing it to pull yourself up by the bootstraps to get a job to start a nonprofit, to get a degree blah 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 Mm -hmm. um and it's it's the only exercise i find that like people are expected to speak purely about themselves and speak in plain terms about bad things that have happened to them. Mm-hmm. You can be truthful, and sometimes there are people who speak very truthfully in these in these in these essays. But I went to high I went to high school in a suburban area, and I've talked to fellow on like you know incoming freshmen who had to write these. I've talked to people who had to do similar stuff for grad school. Blah 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 blah. And it always is like, what the fuck am I supposed to write here? What am I supposed to say here? You know what I mean? And then just in our little Sopranos rewatch, you know how like all the white people are always talking about like, well, of course these blacks are going to write something on their essays and get in. Like there's there's that fucking prejudice too. But I kind of wonder what the origin of what I... Is trauma pornography the correct word? Or yeah. Tra- yeah. Like, when did trauma pornography become a feature and not a bug of, like, how liberals present their praxis in the world? When did that become, like, 
this kind of shared public ritual and like means of acquiring social capital? I don't, I want to say Clinton, but I don't have any follow up to why I feel that. That's it. <laughs> again, again, no hard hitting analysis here, just vibes. I just like uh, the, <laughs> the vibes give me the 90s. <laughs> I, but you get what I'm talking about, right? No, Where it's like, like everybody has to like, like to prove to prove why they get I all mean, this 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 focus and attention. They have to pull like a story out, and I'm not it, saying that like people don't deserve this or like their stories are fake all the time. But like, what is with this? Like, tell me the worst thing that happened to you, and we'll give you like a media career. What I mean, is that about? It, if I like start to think about like if you even think about like affirmative action like being like destroyed in the way that it was actually helping minorities and then it decided to just help white women um like I think around that time but like honestly I can you can look back like Oprah and but Oprah was in the like she started in the 80s and once whole, again we're getting but coming back to Oprah her once whole again. life story is trauma porn and she literally like and she got like her yeah her and her show we don't even want to talk you don't even want to get me started that we, we literally went on another, a 10 minute tangent about that on Oprah or on the nope episode remember like, like oh yeah, my yeah. god she's just so she also her and the rock decided that they wanted to uh donate money for maui and they were asking us and they were like donating money too but like oprah owns like the most amount of like uh, on maui than like anybody else owns of land and it's like bitch give away your land if you want to do something right <laughs> build housings on that horrible like oh Acres, acres of this fucking, like, land that does not belong to you. Why don't you buy some land up in the South, bitch? Take some from some white person. I don't know. Like, I don't understand what what, what makes somebody, like, I want to just take indigenous land. Like, yeah. Like, I know that that's wrong. But I want to do it. It's my turn. Like, you know, I mean, that, that, this is once again the example brought back home of like, you do the trauma porn essay, you do the like public like confession of sin, and then you get wealth out of it, and then you use it to cause someone else's trauma. Yeah, like it's, it's absolutely. What it, I, I don't I don't get what's going on here, but it just it just seems dark, and particularly in Hassan Minaj's case, it's like I don't know. He's just he seemed like. The immediate replacement for uh, what's his what's his name, dude from Master of None. Oh, Aziz Ansari. Yeah, he just felt like the Aziz, the replacement is Aziz Ansari, and like <laughs> he just comes in and like takes up like this weird political comedy lane. Which I'll be very honest, a lot of political comedy in the mainstream of the United States is like feel good liberalism more than it is like pointing fingers at people in power right it like it'll probably be like mm, apple's bad amazon no no we are now partnered with the oil companies <laughs> something like that something like that just you know? literally just the stupidest uh, uh, shit right right it's just it, it's it's again it's like 
I had an argument with some friends about this. We were all we were all Indians, so like we were just talking about like the season sorry stuff when that went down. And I had a friend just put their finger down and just be like, "Did you guys even like Aziz and Sorry's work? This guy's not funny. Why no. are Why are we sad that like he did this shit? It's, like, like we it's not funny. Like, and it's more disappointing. It's like, damn, like they they the world America is like we give you ten percent minorities, and we're going to shake the ball up and like it's a. 20 or whatever amount of minority dice and that's the minority you're gonna get like new artists from no other ones this is the only minority right now deal with it and they just do that for every single media they want to do and then they're just like here you go this is your indian representation no other one. You get this one. When he fucks up, he fucks he up. He fucks you're, up. You just fucks. You're done. You're, you're done. done. You're done. <laughs> That's why we still have Tiffany Haddish. Somebody rolled the dice on her, and we're still dealing we're with still the dealing. consequences. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting money down on Usama Siddiqui. Shout out uh, Mango Bay. That's yes. all I can say, but... Oh, God. I just... <laughs> ugh. And you also told me, like, when this story was going down, that it reminded you of the Childish Gambino article. Do you want to get into that? Oh, my gosh. So, um, I don't know what year. It was, like, I think two years ago. But um, Childish Gambino had a interview with, I don't know if it was GQ. You can honestly just search Childish Gambino interviews himself. Oh, and that one. Oh. I, and it is, like, that is the only more unhinged article I have ever read about, like, a, like, a, like, that type of celebrity. You know, like, like, it's not like a political p- person. Like, obviously, they're going to do a lot of fucked up weird shit that you're like, oh, duh, like, what do you think the dude who lives in Minnesota is going to do? No, I'm, I don't know any dude. I'm just like saying in mm-hmm, general, mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think the dude in Indiana is going to do? He's from fucking Indiana. Um, but. Childish, Wait, Gambino's from Indiana? No, I'm just saying that Indiana people are sus. Um, but China, <laughs> Childish Gambino interviewed himself in a article and it was so unhinged because he was like interviewing he was acting like he was hearing the questions for the first time like <laughs> that's the only way it like but, i've but, i've said that it was actually it was childish gambino interviewing donald glover like that is what it was. It wasn't Childish Gambino interviewing himself. It wasn't Donald Glover interviewing himself. It is these two people that he is, and I'm not in like a, like, I don't even know what to say. It, it was, and he's like, as he starts asking himself like questions about like, do you feel like you failed the black community or something like that? And he'll be like, why did you ask me that? Like, what are you, why, why, why are you, why are you doing this? <laughs> um, as someone who's had multiple mental breakdowns 
um, in her the, her time. That was a mental breakdown if I've ever seen one. Um, Just because it has the illusion of control doesn't mean it right. was a control break. And Ooh. I also wanted to know, like, did was it recorded? Like, did, was there a tape recorder? Well, was no, it, there was a video of it, yeah. There was a video of the You whole showed thing? me the video, or at least an excerpt, right? It probably was. Well, he was on his farm, so, like, there definitely, there was at least, like, a photographer... I, I don't even know where to begin with that. Yeah, and, we, and I actually, we can, I don't know where to begin with any of these topics. We we don't ever have to continue with that. He's crazy and in, like, ways that you wouldn't even think for that word. So, like, just... You know, he's like a Gambino, but childish. Yeah, he's, he's very childish, that Gambino, I tell you. <laughs> so, uh... These next, these next two, I'm just going to club them together because this is going to be sad. Um, Remember that movie, Forgetting Sarah Marshall? Yeah, none of the, that entire scene has not aged well, huh? Um, I used to really love that movie. And, it's, and, not, and everyone, it's, almost everyone in that story has basically been exposed. Yeah, as like, literally almost everyone. Um, except for the one, uh, actually, I don't know. Who, old, old who played Marshall in How I Met Your Mother? Yeah. Has he done anything so Not that I know of. Congrats, you you Stay keep it that way, sir. Maybe maybe that's your curse for um doing that movie in Hawaii. <laughs> let's let's just let's just take a look. Now no yeah, I'm not sorry. Nervous. We no. have to do Jason Siegel. Yes. I wanted to say that's his let's name. Let's go to the controversies. Gotta go straight to the okay, personal life. Okay, he was dating Linda Cardellini. Good okay, friend. good. Damn, damn, okay, okay, okay. He was getting, he was, he was getting some, some, some quality white women. whites. He was getting some quality white women. I'll tell you what. Uh, no, I think he just did, the newest thing with him is he did that show with uh, Harrison Ford on Apple TV. Otherwise, I think that's it. Okay, but it's Harrison Ford. It's like. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not a problem. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, congrats. I'm just saying that's him. the new. That's the only thing I know about him yes. at this point. Yes. Okay. Back to back to this. Um, Russell Brandt is Russell Brandt, Ashton Kutcher, and Mila Kunis. The three of them. <laughs> the three of them. Who would have guessed? Well, first of all, uh, Russell Brandt. No one is surprised. He is I, British. <laughs> what are they getting up to on that island? What are they getting up to? Redacted. That's all I'm gonna. That's say. all we gonna say. <laughs> um, I just, I just the only the only thing I can say about this whole story is like, you know, there's this there's this current going around that like Russell Brand is being silenced for his radical views, and I say, he's which ones? Never had which radical ones? views. He's just. Well, but basically, it's like he's like said like, yeah, I don't know, like what Russell Brand says. <laughs> Here's the thing: is like. I think he's just a guy who had a podcast. That's the way I look at it, right? And, like, he might have been talking, like, outside the usual liberal, like, accepted, like, realm of discourse. Possibly. Possibly, right? But I'm sorry. He just went down the culture war rabbit hole way too many fucking times for me to take him seriously. He And I'm sorry. When you go down the culture war rabbit hole and you go that direction, you stop being progressive, socially like right. you are not le- like i don't know how to say this but it's like russell brand did he ever say he was like a communist or socialist no i think everybody just like look at him and see that he's dirty but they think it's dirty in a good way and he's probably like worn a skirt before so y'all have like been like Ugh. 
Well, you okay? Let's so let's just see personal life. Ooh, he's got ADHD and bipolar. That's like everybody. Well, okay, so uh, <laughs> I'm just again, I'm just trying to see like there's there's really nothing saying that like he's a committed like anarchist or socialist or whatever. So I'm like I'm. I'm never going to be like, oh, this guy's a leftist and they're punishing him for... That's stupid. That's, that's that the... is very stupid. Because if it... Like... People barely get... Like... Charged on sexual assault charges. Especially if they're white and rich. Um, so being that he has and that um, Danny Matterson or whatever the fuck his name is just got from charged, the that seventies show, yeah, yeah, with it is funny. One thing Fun, I'm funny say, in the uh, strange and it bewilders me. It's, sense. it's not, literally it's not in, funny. Yeah, not in the uh, like haha. In the like what the fuck? I can't believe anyone got thirty years on rape because that never happens. And that's that's sad. But that to is, get caught with that much, damn, you did that shit. Yeah, yeah, and that was that was off of only convicting two out of the three he was charged for, Dear and God. five out of the five he was um, that people have alleged. So yeah, he's a scumbag, and so is Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis for writing letters um listener don't do anything illegal at all nowhere just don't do it but if you do don't do it in la because like i feel like they can they pay like 99 cent to access like all like public documents and if someone writes you like a letter to the court, that that thing gonna come TMZ out. TMZ gonna find it the minute you publish it, it. Everybody's gonna find out. Like, please, like, don't, especially, don't be caught up with any like celebrity or anything. Just don't do it. Just don't do it because everybody gonna know all your business. Like, and to if you don't know, Ashton Kutcher has he co-founded this organization called Thorn. That works with, I think. So, so it's allegedly to curtail human trafficking. Yes. So he like people were very disappointed that he wrote a letter about a no like like uh, he's so good he's so nice. Well, the, this, the contents of the letter are kind of weird because it's basically like he stopped me from doing drugs. Like, that's that's okay. ba- that's basically the 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 sole act that redeems him in this. But he called him his mentor. Oh, buddy! Oh, yeah. God! Oh, and oh. and one of um, Danny Madison's ex girlfriend, um, who I think she didn't get the conviction um, for her assault. She put on social media like some shout outs talking about how she knows um a thing or two because she dated him for like five years when that 70 show just started so she's like alleging that she knows some things that happened on set 
and um, things that happened personally in Ashton Kutcher's life, uh, dealing with a a girlfriend that he kind of had that ended up getting killed by a serial killer on the same day. That Church they had of Scientology a date. not beating the allegations. And like how Mila Kunis probably dealt with a lot of uh, Danny Madison's creepiness beyond the one clip that people talked about where he was told he where he gave Ashton Kutcher ten dollars to kiss Mila Kunis when she was fourteen. They knew she was fourteen. All of the like how it was. Everybody knows that Mila Kunis like faked her age in heavy quotations. So she, um, because she was fourteen and she was so young. Apparently, it wasn't because like she was young and like they didn't want her kissing on and being around all of these like literal adults, like people who are nineteen and above. But it's because they didn't want to pay for the tutor, so they didn't want anyone under like whatever the age. And she lied about her age, but they all knew what her age was. So, bringing us back to the main thread. Um, in addition to the letters, Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis uh, post an apology video of some kind. Oh, heavy quotations again, an apology. And it definitely was a... It definitely was a video. It definitely was a video, but it like... They both put on their best acting. This is giving me like 2008 it, acting ability. It, 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 it's it's again. It's just it's the usual I fucked up video where like there's no background music. The camera is high quality but shitty at the same time. They're like, they're looking straight into it with like a somber expression. They yeah. They don't look dressed up. They look, but like everybody knows that they famously said that they don't be bathing. So like we don't know if they like purposely dress down or if that's just what they look like all the oh time. God. Oh god. Um, but they also were like in a like a background to make their like mansion ranch house not look so humongous and like you know give give them a little bit of modesty and then they're obviously like you hear in the background them clicking for the script and they're doing like if you're i i'm gonna give everyone a little free pr i'm not a pr person i just someone who's chronically online if you are going to apologize you guys should not do a back and forth like apology thing where like you read a line and then you read a line because then it's obvious that you've rehearsed this and you are reading lines. Church of Scientology PR department, who, who, who's there? Who's I mean, at both the of them are not allegedly with the Church of Scientology. But Anymore or? No, they aren't. Danny Matterson was the one. And then um, other girl who plays... The redhead. I can't think of it. Donna. Okay. She's also in it. But then um, the characters of um, Eric Foreman's parents, they wrote letters too. God so damn like, it, Red. God right. Damn it. Red and Kitty. It it's always very goes back to the 70s. As we say on this show. There's also some alleged that, like, um, Danny purposefully just like try to isolate his girlfriend from other people on that 70s show 
like the dude who played Eric Foreman and mm-hmm. that he was kind of isolated and maybe that's the reason why he wasn't on that final season. Stuff like that. Oh, you mean an old white dude who was a... Uh... Topher. Topher Grace, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What a name. <laughs> I was I was going to say like, oh, you mean Venom from Spider-Man 3? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually a pretty decent actor. I don't know. He was lie. playing a fucking Klansman uh, in Black Klansman, so I don't I don't know about all oh, that. I, I don't think I've but seen then, that. But then again, I don't know. Like that's, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's like, look, I'd be playing this and then I'd be playing that. I, and I'd I be played... popping bottles. <laughs> <laughs> don't 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 don't. Okay. Have <laughs> I cut um, that? <laughs> so so, just to like talk about more disappointing things because like, I mean I, I try not to have these like, like parasocial relationship like, where I'm like, um, oh, this person I like the celebrity they seem like they have good but morals. but that's but that's kind of the whole. That's the thing, whole thing we have in America, right? Yeah. Is like well, no, we, it's not just in America, because well, I, like, I, I don't know who the first think about K-pop figures. Well, like, well I mean, like I was gonna say like Princess Diana, even <laughs> oh right? But God. it's like, but it's like you know, like you you sublimate your identity, your politics, mm-hmm. your praxis, like you you sublimate all these aspects of your being into someone who doesn't even know you exist, right? But I still do it, and that's why Lizzo like gutted me we're not talking about it because there's it's no, already been talked about it's yeah, already, it's already no been. new information but we will be we will be checking it out um but one of the most disappointing and craziest roller coasters is the drew barrymore first deciding to be a scab and deciding to start her drew barrymore show uh it's her like daytime talk show over again. Who watches the time talk shows anymore? Um, I think it's like I remember one of the it's like prisons and jails and like it's just on. Okay, so and that's that, like, that's additional torture we do to to our prison population. Yes. Okay, I get it. Like, but I'm like, talking about like so so who in the non incarcerated like, pool is doing this? But then it's like. Like hotel, like lobbies and like the dinner or breakfast areas for hotels and and like airports, airports <laughs> and like lounges for airports and and waiting rooms for your dentist. It's like the weirdest place. Any place that would have like previously had a radio now has a TV and because. Music is not neutral, <laughs> but like TV is kind of. How I mean, I, it, you have a point, but it's just like I don't know how we reach this point. I don't know either, but like those talk shows, like you're like who watches it? But those are the TV shows that have like eighty seven seasons, and you're like somebody's getting paid. Somebody's obviously watching it. The metrics are there if it's cable. At least they have to have metrics. Um, but Drew Barrymore, she decided she wanted to be a little scabby scab scab. Um, and everybody was like, that's fucked up. You, um, which something that those, um, writers strike and SAG after a strike has taught me is that like so many TV shows has 
different writing and you just you don't even really realize did you that, see like, the thing where Bill Maher said he was gonna come back and then gave up because he would have to write a joke oh <laughs> Is that real or is that just a joke? I, that's my because read of the situation. That's, that's just no. That literally it would be it because like, I mean, do you want to think about the people who would scab for Bill Maher? Oh, let me guess, the liberals. <laughs> like the type of scabs. Like the type of scabs he would have. I just is unstoppable. Well, I'm sorry. Like, what is Bill Maher's joke? Is let me guess, uh, the Republicans. I have like, no well, idea what Bill Maher is. All I know is uh, America's bad because of the Republicans. Listen here, black. Like <laughs> I don't know. That's that's just how he reads, how it comes off to me. Yeah, like, that's the vibe he gives for sure. Um, but Drew Barrymore then um, did a half-ass apology where she's like. I hear you. I feel you. I see you. What? Every time motherfuckers say that, what does that mean? I don't know. What does that mean? But the thing is, is that, like, she shortly after deleted the video. Someone got a screen cap, though, I imagine. Oh, yeah. All of this information is on the internet. You can easily find it, I promise you. It's like, I'm telling you, when I said roller coaster, this is like a roller coaster because when we first. Put this down, it was just Drew Barrymore's a scab. Now it's Drew Barrymore was a scab. Then she did a, a apology video. Then she deleted the apology video. But now she has finally um, bucked the fuck up and has... <laughs> You want to talk about? It? Well, Sorry. I don't remember all of it. Okay? Yeah, what um, do you remember? It? I'm just has, trying to pull the thing up. It has finally decided that she no longer is going to be a scab. Um, we also learned that for some reason she got scab in the family, like her her like great aunt or her actual aunt, someone in her family. Um. Oh, that's not it. Um. They. They were scab and old time like that. Yeah, basically, uh, her great aunt Ethel Barrymore was pivotal in blocking a Hollywood labor action exactly 94 years ago, and it also had major consequences. Now, we can. Uh, do you remember, like, the, the content of the thread, or we can share it? It doesn't really matter, but. The content of... Of this thread, I'm just No, to... I just know that fucking... Well, like, I don't even need to read the thread. I know that she's a Barrymore. Barrymores have been in Hollywood since Hollywood. And, uh, like... Before there was Holly on that wood, <laughs> they was there. Um, but, yes, she decided that she's no longer a scab. Um, bullying works... bully celebrities and corporations when it comes to them doing bad things don't bully them because they look like something well well, well specifically <laughs> in this context right it's yes. like bully, it's a strike it's, it's a, a strike. strike you are not supposed to work and she's a part of both of those 
Like she's a about both SAG-AFTRA yeah. and um, WGA. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she's like she's oh, so she's some a, of her shit. So she's a member of both unions. And yeah. Joseph's, okay. That's so like it's just like and then she's like I I wanted to do this for my crew members and like your crew members would be better if you weren't a scabbing piece of shit because that's gonna show if they need you you're gonna scab on them. At least that's well, how yeah, so, I so let's, think. So let's be clear. You said you did it for your staff, but then you didn't hire union staff because union staff would be on strike. So mm-hmm. you were either asking union members to scrap to scab, mm-hmm. which makes you a scab. Sorry, or you didn't. You you literally hired non union labor for this. Interesting how that plays out. Exactly. <sighs> but she did the right thing in the end, and. It's just annoying that some people need to, um, I just, I like the way that like all the good liberal celebs were good liberals up until the strike happened and then they really had to decide where they sat. Yeah. They really had to decide. But I've seen so many people get gathered because of this strike and y'all deserve this because if you had something to say about unions, if you were against unions, guess what? You're dumb. First of all, you're dumb. Your goose is cooked. Your goose is cooked. And... You're already a follower, bitch, so you might as well get on the winning train this time and uh, support the unions. Can I get an onion? Also, support UWA. Support all... UAW. UAW. (laughs) I'm dyslexic. UAW. UWA. Who is UWA? I don't know. University of Washington, is that who that is? I don't know. Ew. Sorry to all the you wash fans. Yeah. If there are any of you here, I'm sorry. I don't sorry. know even anything. This wasn't anything against. I've been to the Seattle campus. It's cool. I've never been to Washington. I don't plan on it anytime soon, I don't think. So you're not trying to go get salmon in Seattle? You're not trying to go to the OG Starbucks and Pike Place Market? No, it's constantly has a line like outside the door. But what I don't get is like, why would you go to the first Starbucks? It's Starbucks, bro. What why you why get can't there? I just take a picture of it outside? <laughs> it's right there. Well, the th- the, the fun thing here. too. Oh, it's here now. Let's go get good coffee. My fun, my fun thing about um the first time I went to Seattle, I had already had like uh my coffee like horizon expanded at that point, like uh. I basically did not know how to use coffee until, like, uh, I went on, like, a study abroad trip in Costa Rica. And, like, that's where, like, you know, there'd be, like, a place where they were growing it just outside. You stop by on the road and they prepare you, like, a fresh drift coffee. And Costa Rican beans are, like, they have a neutral flavor. You know what I mean? So it's, like, a nice dark roast. But no bitterness, no acridity. It's really delicious, right? And... I had, you know, been trying to, like, chase that that experience. And, you know, I'm drinking shitty Starbucks coffee when I get back. I go visit, you know, some people up in Seattle. And uh, basically every coffee shop that I went to wasn't a Starbucks. And they were all great. Mm-hmm. They were all great. Yeah. They if, were all on the third wave of coffee at that yeah, point. Yeah, so honestly, like, if I would go to a coffee, like, if I would go to Seattle, I would go, want, like, go coffee to shop different for, yeah, coffee for sure. shops. Like, for sure. Literally. 
But, um, yeah, don't be a scab, ever. Okay, coming to our final topic of the evening. <laughs> this has been making the rounds. I want you to say what you have on this screen. <clears throat> Lord forgive me. <laughs> Lauren Bulber, be my toll till it juice. <laughs> So, fam- <laughs> uh, family values, Christian conservative, far-right darling, Trump supporter, Lifetime, life Lifelong bitch. <laughs> Owner of the Diarrhea Cafe in, Col- in, in Colorado. <laughs> the Diarrhea Burger Spot. Um, was at a... Uh, was on a date, I imagine, with, Sorry. again, something that I didn't understand. Uh, what I assume to be, like, a liberal guy who likes, like, drag, like... Yeah, like, I don't know. That like, he little... was allegedly a Democrat, is what yeah, I heard. Right. Allegedly. Like, allegedly. Allegedly. Like, allegedly. So, like, once again, culture war is once a Culture war is always theater, first and foremost. But, okay, so... My guy thought he was he was going to uh you know just just enjoy the arts, <laughs> and keep bear in mind this is a theatrical production of Beetlejuice. What the fuck is going on? And that you are at a theatrical production of Beetlejuice, I don't know. And I'm, like it's in a like decent theater, so like you know your basic theaters might be like just one level, one room. This so is you talk about like the Abraham Lincoln suite, like that kind of yeah. stuff. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, like yes, but like it it might not have like those balconies, but it definitely has like a it second. has the upper wing kind of stuff. Yes, yeah. so like. Uh, like if you are sitting in a certain like especially if you're sitting like like in the we got just enough money to come and see this and enjoy ourselves seats where you're like a few rows back like you're not up front but you're not like in the back back and people can see you if they're in that upper level and she's just going at it just giving him an over the pants handy and she's like I don't know. I think she's on the aisle and he's like right next to her. Or like, and were there people sitting next to them? Yes. It was oh a full God. house from oh what God. I, at least the the bottom part. It was, it was from the, like from the video I saw. She was, there, she was just. I don't even think the the house lights went down yet. Like, it it was very bright, the video. Like, I don't know. Maybe this person has an amazing phone. Maybe their camera quality is just, like... But, like, I don't know. Like, that looked like, like the house lights was on. Like... This is just one of those stories where I, like, nobody involved. But, like... <laughs> right? But I just, like, I'm sorry. What the hell is going on in your life that you go to... A theatrical production of, of Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. The music. And then you in the mood. And you're just like, you know what I gotta do. I gotta give this dude a hand job. I really I it's it's it's, it's just when I'm fiending for a hand job in the middle so, of so the So 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 what was she gonna say? Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, <laughs> Beetlejuice and he uh you know that, that I mean Beetlejuice comes when you say it three times. <laughs> just not that way. Just not that way. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's I insane. just I, I get it. It's just it's just the, the kind of thing where it's like 
it's been said ad nauseum. I don't know how to say it again, but it's like, here we go again. Family values conservative. Acting a freak in public. It's like, what are you even... I just don't understand why. Like, what was... It's it's like every attempt we make to psychoanalyze some of these people, like you gotta you gotta just throw the the whole DSM at it, and and still come up empty. You know what I mean? Like I don't think I don't think the the best medical mental health facility that like does actual good and like helps and rehabilitate people can can really diagnose why this extreme strain of Republicans and some Democrats just act like this? Like, why Why you like that? Like, why, what the, why the hell are you like that? Oh, yeah, she was also vaping. Like, why are you vaping? Was it, what kind of vape was theme? it? What kind of vape was it? I don't know. I don't, I mean, she's from Colorado, so it could be a weed vape. <laughs> I really don't know what to make of this. Um, I think this is the perfect place to end. What do you say? Yes. Uh, thanks again, dear listener, for tuning into Greenhouse Gaslighting and for trying out our new segment. Welcome to Page Bitch. Uh, Sky, do you have anything you'd like to plug or shout out before we start closing this one out or any closing thoughts? Don't be a scab. I think we can all agree to that. Uh, this has been another episode of Greenhouse Gaslighting. You know the deal. I got all the social media and the, and the links, you know, in the description below. Only change this time around, uh, we would like to announce that we launched our Ko-Fi. It's kind of like our tip jar. So, you can donate to the, to us if you support our work. Uh, it's non-committal. There's no obligation to contribute a certain amount. There's no real tiers, but for $2.50 a month, you can come interact with us on Discord. And if you want to give us a little bit more reparations, you know, or if you got a little bit more money, because I got a lot of heart to take that money. (laughs) 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 All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, dear listener. Take care. See ya. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.